Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited to encourage you guys today. I absolutely love and count it a privilege to be able to have this podcast platform and just love being able to minister to your hearts and share the word and share whatever God is speaking to me. And it's just so fun. So I am sitting here. It is a Saturday morning. I have my Bible open. I have my chai tea, which is still cooling down, and my one of my favorite mugs that says, the joy of the Lord is my strength, Nehemiah 8.10, and on the, it's a white mug, and then on the inside, it's like pink with white polka dots. It's super cute, and so me, and um, so anyway, just sitting here and just enjoying the Lord this morning, been praying and starting laundry and, and just doing all the fun Saturday things, and just had a friend message me earlier, and It just has been something I've been meditating on since she sent it, and I'm going to be sharing that with you guys, and I have not released a podcast in a few weeks. I told the Lord when I started this podcast, Just Janice, that I never want to get on and record episodes just for the sake of pushing content. Like It's so important to me that I'm only sharing when I feel like the Lord is giving me something to share, and that I'm never making it about just you know, consistently pushing out content for the sake of that. Cause I, I do take everything that I say, uh, when I speak to and over people very seriously. And I know that it can be that it's weighty and that it, I'm accountable for that. And so that's super important to me to not post things or record things or any of that without really having the Lord, um, prompting me to do that first. And so I just wanted to share that. So I've been sharing some older episodes for the last few weeks as I've just been doing the things God has had me doing, um, which has not been recording. So I just, I love that he is so good and he's so faithful. And I encourage you to, to just be sensitive to his leading and never to feel, especially if you're like a social media influencer or maybe you're doing different things for the kingdom to never do anything out of obligation, to do things from a first love passion and overflow of intimacy with him and not do something because you feel like it's expected from man. And I just think that's so important that we don't fall into that trap. We can, And it can be very easy when people expect certain things out of you. And so just know that have his yes on whatever it is that you're doing and then proceed as he leads you. So that is why there's been a, a little bit of gap in, in podcast releasing, but God is so good. And I'm really excited to share this word out of Mark. So I am journeying through the Gospels again. The Lord really prompted me to do that. And then I'll I'll also read in other places as he leads or whatever. But right now I'm digging into the Gospels again and just reacquainting myself with them. And I, I love the book, the Gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're the first four books in the New Testament. And I love them because they are all about the life of Jesus. And so I love that, like, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And I feel like I've heard someone teach on this that, like, sometimes we say that and it really leaves an open-ended, like, response where you could be like, well, I think he would do this or I think he would do that. 
And someone said one time it should be WWDJ, like what, or what WDJD, what did Jesus do? Like knowing his character and all of that. And you know that when you read the word and you know him personally. And so you can say, okay, this is what he did in this situation. And this is how I should act and respond. And so it's just such a high calling to be a Christian, to be a follower of Christ. And I just love looking back over my own life and seeing my own story and just seeing where God has brought me from and just the process of refining me. <laughs> and in the moments, it's it's not fun. It's not easy. If you read John 15, it talks about how we're like, we're the vine or it says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. So Jesus is that vine and we're the branches and that when we remain in him, we bear much fruit and apart from him, we can do nothing. And it talks about the pruning process, how when there's there are things inside of us that aren't good and fruitful that he will prune us. And that pruning can be so painful. And anyone who's been through pruning in their life can understand that when God calls us to release things or let things go or changes our mindset about something like that is not easy in the moment because our flesh is very real. But we are always continually being conformed to the pattern of his image and becoming more like him. And I love that in John 15, it talks about how he prunes us so that we can bear more fruit. And when we bear fruit, we glorify him. And so I always say yes to that. God, prune me in whatever ways that I need to be pruned. I give you open access to my heart and mind. God, change my mindsets. If they are not in line with your truth, God, renew my mind. And I love Romans 12 too, where it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I'm going to read the second part of that really quickly. Mark my Bible here in Mark because we're going to be there, but in Romans 12 two, I always recite the first part of that <clears throat> chapter, excuse me, that says, um, 12 two, that says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I love the second part of that verse that a lot of times gets left out. It says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And I love that because a lot of us are grappling with like, God, what is your will for my life? What do you have for me? What should I do in this new season? And for me personally, I feel such a stirring and a shifting in my life. Like I know that God is taking me through transitions and I don't know what that means. I don't know what that looks like. And I, I feel so strongly that he is calling me into a new season of life and ministry and things. And I love that this says, that when we are transformed by the renewing of our mind, then we can prove what his good, acceptable, and perfect will is. And so we're renewed in our mind by the word of God, by his presence, spending time with him. I can't tell you how many times that I've just been spending time with him in the secret place and just putting worship music on or whatever and just basking in his presence and allowing him to speak to me. And it's in those moments and when I'm in the word that he's revealing things to my heart and saying, okay, this is the way you should go walk in it, right? Like his word says that he's that voice behind us saying that. And so for me, it's being so intentional about seeking him and that, and a lot of times God has spoken to me, not in those moments where, you know, I, I have to mute everything and hear from you, God. Like there's times when I'm just walking through my house or going about my day and he just speaks to me because he's good and he doesn't, there's no formula to hear from God where it's like you have to, you know, have everybody out of the house and you turn on this certain worship song that has a certain anointing on it. And then like, he, no, like the word says that we're his sheep and we hear his voice and another voice we will not follow. So we can know that he's speaking to us all the time throughout the day. I think the problem is sometimes we're just so 
easily distracted and we're not even open to hearing from him. And so I love, I say this scripture a lot, um, Psalms 143.8, it says, Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. So I just declare that over my life and yours right now. And I love that verse, and I say it a lot of mornings, I will say that. And it's like just an openness and a surrender that, God, I want what you have for my life. I want what you have for me in this day. I'm not waiting until I get to a certain point in my life or I see this certain breakthrough in my life or whatever it is that I'm believing God for before I choose to trust him, to surrender, to know that he's doing something good in this season. And I love the scripture in Ecclesiastes. It says there's a time and purpose for every season under heaven. And so while I'm excited and I'm anticipating the things that God is showing me that that are in my future that I'm longing for, that I'm believing for, I know that the work in this season isn't over because I'm still in this season, right? And so just knowing and trusting that, God, you are going to speak in and through me in this season. You have things to show me. You have things to do through my life and in through this season that you currently have me and I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss out on the things God has for me right now while I'm, you know, constantly waiting for what's next or what lies ahead. And I think it's so good and it's so healthy to dream and to anticipate with the Lord, to dream with the Lord about those things that lie ahead and to have a vision for your future and to write the vision and make it plain and all those things. I think that's so important. And then it's also important to know what God has for you right now in the season that you're in, that he may be calling you to a season of refining and refining your character and all those things and just to let him do that. And I think it's so important, especially if you feel like you have like a ministry calling or like God has something that involves other people because that's weighty. (laughs) I think a lot of times people like look at people who are like social media influencers and, and they have this platform or whatever. And it's like, I want that blah, blah, blah. And I really encourage you to say like, to question your motives and that and to really ask yourself, do I really? Because there is a weighty accountability that comes with that because you are accountable for other people and what they believe and what they do with their lives as a result of what you speak to them and over them. And so that's that's so important. And I know for me personally, I never wanted any sort of platform at all. And I remember even being not that long ago, well, maybe like probably eight, nine, ten years ago, being in like Sunday school and like doing Bible studies and things and being the girl that had so much to say but couldn't. Like I literally felt like there was a muzzle over my mouth. And now looking back, I see how strategic that was of the enemy because he knew that I had a call to speak. And so he tried to pull every stop that he could to silence me. And there's so much to that story. And I'll save that for another podcast because I could get into a lot of of my story in that way. But just looking back over my life, I see how much the enemy tried to silence me in that area because it was an anointing and a calling that God had on my life. And so I encourage you too to look, to look back over your life, even today and, and think about those areas that maybe you haven't thought about that the enemy has tried to hinder you or stop you or hold you back and know that there's probably something in that that God is calling you to and anointing you for obviously because the enemy knows that if we really realize what God has called us to and we really step into that anointing that God has 
placed in our lives, it, it not only pushes back darkness, it advances the kingdom of God. It's a threat to him. And so he doesn't want us to use our gifts in the way that God designed us to. He wants to keep us in division and in strife and turmoil and comparison and jealousy and competition and all those things. Because when we're not operating in unity and we're not operating in love and we're doing things from selfish ambition, it is not effective. It is not effective for the kingdom. And so that is something, especially women, that we have to guard against because it's so easy to look at someone else and what they're doing. And I probably shouldn't even say just women. I just, I minister to women and so I see it a lot. But as human beings, we look at other people and we maybe see other people that are doing something similar to us. And like for me, it could be podcasting. And so I hear other podcasts and I'm like, wow, they're so polished. They're their intro is so good and the music they use and the graphics they use and all this. And like, who am I to throw myself in that same arena, so to speak, because they're already saying it, they're already doing it. And something that I encourage people a lot is that like, one, who are you not to? If God has called you to do something, who are you to say no? And then two, know that the way that you minister to people is different. Like I can, like the people that I minister to, God has put them in my life to minister to, and no one can minister in this world. No one can do the things God's called me to do in the way that he designed and created me to. And so that's a beautiful thing. And I think if a lot of us kind of just got that truth and had that deep seated truth inside of our hearts, we would just say yes to him. And then I could look at people who are in the same proverbial arena as I am and doing maybe similar things in life and ministry. And I can cheer them on and I can encourage them in the Lord and not look at them as competition and not look at them as, oh, they're doing it better than me. Or on the flip side, we can look at other people and be like, wow, I'm better than them. I'm doing it better. And that's such a toxic mindset. And it's so fleshy. It's so carnal. And we know that like the word says like we cannot please God when we are in our carnal mind. Like the carnal mind is enmity with God. And so we have to be operating in the spirit, be led of the Holy Spirit and, and just let him use us in the ways that he has created us to. And so I'm going to flip back here to Mark eight. And these are the verses that my friend sent me. And I encourage you, if you're like, um, not used to doing this or whatever to, ask the Lord to show you how you can encourage your brothers and sisters in Christ. And I love in the word where it says, I don't know if it's in first or second Thessalonians, it's somewhere in, in that area of the Bible where it says to encourage one another daily and how important that is. And I know for me, like when I get a word of encouragement from a friend, a brother and sister in Christ, like it is so refreshing. And I think sometimes we take for granted how easy it is just to send someone a quick text, send them a scripture, let them know you're praying for them, you're thinking of them. And that is something that is so important to me to do for other people. And it so blesses me when other people do that for me. And so I just want to challenge you and encourage you to do that for someone today and to try to be more mindful of doing those things to spur each other on in the faith. So this is a scripture that my friend sent me earlier. I'm going to start reading in verse 34 through the end of the chapter. I just love the word of God. I love the word of God. So it says, when he, so this is talking about Jesus, when he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, so he's speaking to people and his followers. So some of these people may not have been his followers. It says, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? 
Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father and with uh, with, with the holy angels. So I love this. And I've heard this passage preached and taught so many times and there's so many angles and things that you can take it from. But the scriptures that I really want to land on is verse 35 that says, whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. And I think so many of us are afraid to give God our full yes. We're afraid to completely surrender because we don't know what that means and we don't know what that looks like. And so often we struggle with being in control with with knowing what lies ahead and the reality is is even when we don't choose to say yes and surrender to what he has in store for us because we don't know what that means and we're afraid of the unknown that the reality is all of us are living life to some degree in a level of unknown because we don't fully know what lies ahead and so I think about to like a puzzle and God has so used this imagery and this this like metaphor or whatever to really drive this point home for me. And it's like, there's times where God hands me like a handful of the pieces of the puzzle, but I don't know what the box looks like. Like I have pieces of the puzzle in place and I can kind of see. And for me, because I have such a ridiculous imagination, I think all of us do because we are created with an imagination. It is easy for me personally to take those pieces of the puzzle and try to paint the rest of the picture. And I know like the Lord is like, that's not what I said. Like I've just showed you this part of it and just trust me and keep moving forward. And I love where the word says that his word is a lamp for our feet and a light for a path. And so his word shows us where we're standing and where we're going. And sometimes God only shows us where we're at, like in the step ahead, or sometimes he shows us a few steps ahead or whatever. I think it just depends on the situation and, and what he wants to reveal to us. It's so important that we don't put God in a box and try to formulate him because he is God and he cannot be formulated or put in a box. And so Just knowing, like for me, with full surrender to him, even not knowing, God, I don't know what lies ahead. Like in praying that prayer of surrender, God, I don't know what lies ahead, but I trust you and I say yes to you because I know that when I lose my life in him, that is when I truly find it. Excuse me. And I think so many of us have that fear of the unknown and that fear to say yes. And what does that look like? And we feel like when we say yes to him, like there goes our desires, there goes our dreams, there goes our goals and ambitions like out the window. And I will tell you that is such a lie of the enemy to keep you from full surrender, to keep you from giving God your full yes. Because I know for me, when I have walked in in that surrender and all of that, like I have truly lived my best life. And God is so good and he gives us the desires of our hearts. And that's what I love about giving him that, that like key, that proverbial key to your heart, giving him that key to your heart. Like it allows him into those spaces within us to change and shift and morph our desires to match his. And those are the best desires we could have because they're from the creator of the universe, the God who Oh, breathed stars into existence. The God who held the span of the water, the the waters in the span of his hand and in the span of his hand or in the palm of his hand and how the span of his hand measures the universe. And I just think of how mighty and awesome and majestic he is and how like there is no one I would rather have leading my life than him, including myself. Had to have a sip of my chai tea. And um, I just think about that though, like with the Lord and how we think that we know best. We think we know best for ourselves. But I tell you, if you were to sit down and write out like a blueprint for the best life that you could possibly live, 
best life you could possibly live. I guarantee you and I promise you that it will not hold a candle to what God has for you. What he has for you is so much better, so much greater than anything that you could come up with, anything you could dream, and it is truly the best life that you could have. And so I felt like there was another part of this scripture Verse 36, where it says, what profit a man to gain, gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? And so I think about that, like, what am I willing to give up for him? What am I trying to gain in this world? And I love where it talks about storing up treasures in heaven, because that is where treasures can be that cannot be stolen, that cannot be ruined. And so many of us are trying to store up treasures in this life. And trust me, I believe that God wants us to have a good, fruitful, prosperous life, 100%. But I also believe that when we keep our mind on eternity, that's, that's pleasing to him. That's the most important thing in life is to keep an eternal mindset and to know that, yes, God wants you to have a good, prosperous, beautiful, flourishing life here, fruitful life here on this earth, but he wants you to have an eternal, fruitful life even more so. And so if me gaining things in this world causes me to be selfish and causes greed and all that, then what good is it? But, you know, I love the scripture and I say this one a lot too. It's one of like my banner scriptures that um, we are blessed in every way to be generous on every occasion. And so God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to other people. And, and so it's so important to have just a healthy mindset when it comes to material things, when it comes to all those things, especially for those of us living in first world country, like we are so ridiculously spoiled. <laughs> I want to say blessed, but really spoiled. We have more than we need. Um, we can have what we want. Like we live in the land of opportunity. If you want to have something, get another job, make the money, do it, make it happen. It's so easy to do that here. And we're so fortunate to have that in this country. But what good is it to store up all these things that eternally we can't take with us? But if we're have these things, our homes and our cars and our jobs and our income so that we can bless other people than praise God in our own. It's just so important that we have like a healthy balance with that and with whatever it is that God gives us that we are generous people, that we are kind and we are giving and all those things. So all of that. And then the last part of the scripture I want to share is the part about being ashamed. I love the scripture, Romans 1 16, that says, um, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And that's something that has been so important to me. That's one of the scriptures that I learned very early on in my teenage years and being in high school to be unashamed of him in this world, because we do live in an adulterous and sinful generation that it says here, and we're called to be a light in that place. And so many want to hide that light. And I had a vision and I've shared this in other podcasts too, where I just saw the Holy Spirit tipping over those baskets where it says in the scripture, the parable that talks about how, you know, your light was not created to hide under a bushel. It wasn't created to be hidden. It was created to be seen. And the word says to shine our light so that men will see our good works and glorify our father in heaven. And so people think that they're doing a service to God by, by like, you know, this is my personal walk. This is my personal faith. I don't want to push my faith on you. And obviously, you know, we don't want to do things in an untactful way and sharing the gospel and all those things. But we can't hide our lights. Like that is so unbiblical to hide our lights. Like I shared last week, I was ministering in, um, at an event, an outdoor worship event. 
And I was like, it should not be a surprise to your coworkers or your friends or your family. Like if you were to say that I'm a Christian, they shouldn't like gasp and be like, you are like, what? Like, no, it should be obvious. They should be like, well, yeah, we already knew that. You shouldn't even have to tell them that. Like, it should just be obvious by the way that we live our lives, that we follow Jesus, that we know him. And so for us, I just pray if any of you are listening that you maybe do struggle with being bold in your faith, like I just pray release over you that you will be unashamed of the gospel, that you will know how to minister effectively in whatever areas God has you in, whether that's in the workplace or with your family, wherever, wherever you are, that God would just give you a bold faith, bold faith and unashamed and that we would do that in love. And there's such a balance too. And um, Pastor Paul preached on this last week about grace and truth and so many either err on one side where it's all grace and no truth or all truth and no grace. And God's really been ministering to me along those lines for a few years too about truth because everybody wants to be like, well, we just have to love our neighbors. Well, yes, we do, but we can't take love out of context. And so when we read in 1 Corinthians 13, we see what love looks like. We know we're given a definition of what love looks like. And this world so takes that word love and just twists it and makes it into redefine, tries to redefine it. But the reality is that love is already defined in the word of God. And so love is patient, love is kind and all those things. But specifically what the Lord has been speaking to me is the portion that says love rejoices in the truth. And so for me, I cannot say that I'm in love if I'm denying the truth. I cannot say that I'm loving you if I'm not willing to tell you what the truth is. And the truth is what the word of God says. And so, excuse me, we don't, we don't change and twist the word to conform it to our lives or leave parts out that we don't like or we're uncomfortable with. No, we change ourselves. We allow the Holy Spirit to change ourselves to conform to the word. And so when we read the word of God and we apply it to our lives, that's when it bears fruit in our lives. And so we allow this word to transform us, to change us, to make us more like him. And that's so important that we don't leave parts out. We don't add to it. We don't take away. Like the word is very, very strict about that. And, and there's a strong word at the end of Revelations about adding and taking away from the word. It's so important that we don't do that. And so... That is all I have to share today. I want to pray over you guys and just pray that you are encouraged and challenged to continue letting the word of God just sharpen you and keep your sword of the spirit sharp. And um, I have a whole other episode where I talked about this vision the Lord had given me about swords that were either broken or dull and all those things in the sword of the spirit in the armor of God, which you can find in Ephesians 6. It is the word of God. And so it's our, it's our spiritual armor that God gives us to be able to stand strong in the battle, to stand against the wiles of the enemy. And, and that sword specifically is part of the armor and it's the word of God. And so it's so important that we keep that sword, we keep that sword sharp and we keep it like we just have it in hand. We don't lay it down. We don't forget about it and we use it. So Anyway, that's all I have to share. So I'm going to pray over you. Father God, thank you so much for this episode. God, I thank you for every single person who will listen to this episode. God, I pray that you would strengthen them with might in their inner man. God, I pray that you would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. And I thank you, God, that even though we don't know fully what lies ahead on the path before us, the path that you have created for us, God, we know you and we know that you are trustworthy and you are faithful and you have gone before us. And so we just choose to stay in fellowship with you, to hear your voice. God, I pray if there's anyone listening who has a hard time hearing your voice, God, that you would unstop their ears, that the dullness in hearing, God, that that would be removed, that we would have acute hearing, God. We would have acute spiritual hearing and vision, God. 
And I just pray, Lord, that you would give them a word of encouragement for the season of life that you're taking them into. God, give them a word, whether that's a word or a sentence or whatever that is. God, that it would be just like a vision for them. God, that they could write that down and make it plain, Lord, and know what you are calling them into, into this new season of life that you have for them. I just speak blessings over them. I pray for supernatural protection over their health, over their mind, over their homes, over their families. God, I thank you that you take us from glory to glory and that where we're at right now in this very moment is not where we're going to be next week. It's not where we're going to be next month, next year. God, that you are continually making us more like you and taking us into new seasons and new depths in our relationship with you. I just praise you and thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast.